Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Well, we did it, everybody. We made it. You are the champions. We made it to Friday afternoon, and it is time to party. Let's do pepperoni pizza and Diet Cokes. Let's live a little February 23rd, 2024. It's your boy, Dave Neal, and we're going to get all of this content here in one place to get you home. Did you get a good bonus today? Did you tell your boss to go F off? Did your boss tell you to do something, and you said, yes, sir, I'd be glad to do that? And then as you walked away, you were like, this motherfucker, did you do that? Did you get passive-aggressive and roll your eyes? Come on, live a little. Uh, Dolly Parton is in the news congratulating Beyonce on her number one country music hit. She says, welcome to country, hun. Here's what she posted on her Instagram. I'm a big fan of Beyonce and very excited that she's done a country album. So congratulations on your Billboard Hot Country number one single. Can't wait to hear the full album. Love, Dolly. We are in the possession of a living legend named Dolly Parton. I hope everyone realizes how special she is now. You know, you hate it when people, as they're getting older, sometimes, you know, they pass and then you you really understand someone's genius. Dolly Parton could be a billionaire. She could be some, you know, empire mogul and, you know, she doesn't want to do that. She donates money to kids' reading programs and she helps communities and has all of these charities charitable organizations. She spends time helping helping people in the hospital and she's a badass country musician and a rock hall of famer. I mean, she's really just got it all. Uh, so Dolly Parton, gosh, wouldn't that be a great driving with Dave? I don't even know what I would do. I don't know what I would do if I could meet Dolly Parton. She's just like transcends, you know, modern pop stardom because anyway, I could get into the Americana that is Dolly, but uh, you guys get the point either way for her to give Beyonce the blessing into the country music world. She's doing that because some people in the country music world, as we shared, are gatekeeping. Oh, why do they want, you know, they like, what does that mean? What do they want to have their stake in the country music? Weren't they happy? You know, all these loaded kind of racist uh, people out there. And again, there aren't that many, but they do exist. And Dolly said, no, we got room for you all. So good on her for being, again, on the right side of the story. And also on the right side of the story, some Bachelor news. We have McKenna talking about the crazy eight days of isolation from Bachelor in Paradise producers. They kept her in her hotel for eight days, feeding her like she's in prison while she waited to go on the beach on Bachelor in Paradise. She spoke with our good friends, She's All Batch. Go listen to their podcast episode. And here's a clip of what she had to say. But then I went on a date, like a group date party thingy. I got let out for you know a couple hours and then back to my room. And they basically were like, we want to keep you here, but it's gonna be a couple more days, a couple more days, turned into like eight days. And you're locked up for eight. I'm days. just I'm just chilling. Um by myself, but I had someone check on me maybe twice a week. Like That's that was so it. Crazy. In, that, in Wait, those eight what? days. Wait, so how do you got room service? How'd you get food? Well, they would just deliver room to your like food to your door. Like, did you get to choose? Three, yeah, it was three times a day. So breakfast, lunch, dinner it was pretty much the only thing I, got, I looked forward to. I was like, someone's gonna be knocking on my door. I think it was my seventh day in that like eight days or whatever. 
that someone came and checked on me and I just like cried in their arms because I was just like, I can't be in this room anymore. Do they ever let you out even to like go for a walk or like- So that point when I was like crying in their arms, they're like, we'll take you to the spa. You go for it. Okay, but that's after eight days, seven yeah. eight days of you being isolated. And that was that was only three hours of just like being left out and then back to my room. If I were McKenna, I would say, you know what? Don't take me to a spa. Send me up one of those beefy masseuses. Send up a beefy masseuse so he can knead my muscles and then deliver me some thick burritos with maybe a joint. You know what I mean? If I if I had to get stuck in a room, I would want I would want weed. I would want quesadillas pizza. You know what? I would want my own pizza maker. I'd want like a pizza machine, you know, one of those little like skinny ovens. I would want um, unlimited Bravo TV because for whatever reason, I've come to this conclusion. If I ever have to, I I think about weird things. I don't know about you guys. I think about weird things and maybe the Patreon who's listening can help me out. What would be the one show you would want if you were stuck in a bunker for like 10 years? Now, you could make different arguments. Like you could say, well, I'd want the show, you know, the the UK version of The Office. But then you could be like, well, that was only two seasons. You need a show that stretches on. And I don't even watch Law and Order, but there's like 20 million seasons of it. So I was like, that would be a good show. But you know what show I would probably watch if I was stuck in a bunker is Below Deck. They've got like 20 seasons of this show. You get human interaction because you're watching a bunch of random people work on a yacht. It's interesting. You feel like you're on a boat because you're watching the show. So dopamine levels are high. Um, I also, you know, thought, well, maybe the show lost because that went on for a bunch of seasons. I don't know. What what show would you guys watch if you had to only watch one show? I, I could catch back up on Vanderpump Rules. I missed the first nine seasons. That that would that would take a few days. Um, Survivor is another great show. They've they've got forty eight seasons. So imagine what do they have 12, 12 hour long episodes times forty eight. So you could watch that theoretically for what about three three and a half weeks straight. You know. So anyway, uh, <laughs> again, uh, I I don't know if McKenna was prepared for eight days. It's one thing if you're prepared to be isolated for eight days. It's like, all right, I'll bring my tax returns. I'll um I'll um I don't know. I mean, because I mean, let's be honest. You're, you're stuck in a hotel by yourself for eight days. What are you gonna do? You can masturbate once a day, twice max, if you're really bored. I mean, what are you doing in there? You know, you got telenovelas. Does the TV even have premium cable? Uh, do you have access to the internet? Do you I mean, and again, even with all of that, it still sounds torturous. Uh, but we wonder when McKenna got on the Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, she was seemingly already crazy on the show. And of course, now we know it's because she had to deal with these producers essentially just forgetting about her, set it and forget it. So I'm um, getting comments from the Patreon of what shows they would watch. Meg says Young Sheldon. No, don't. The only thing I'd watch less than Young Sheldon is The Good Doctor. What are these shows on CBS? Jackie says probably Gilmore Girls. Oh yeah, I could do that or Gossip Girl. I could do o- The O.C., Lisa says she would pick Grey's Anatomy. There's 20 plus seasons. Oh, Bruce has the answer. The Simpsons probably has the most episodes, but it would also probably drive you insane. Yeah, could you just imagine watching The Simpsons? Jersey Shore is a good one. Uh, we got a lot of great answers on there. Amazing Race, another good one. You know, in the early days of the pandemic, not to um, not to uh, not to glamorize the pandemic, but it really was a chance for, to take a break for a lot of people when you were isolating. You know, and from my wife and I at the time, my 
my fiance and I, uh, we watched a lot of Survivor and a lot of Amazing Race, and we were eating a lot of baked potatoes. I don't know if the pandemic triggered some sort of Irish a famine thing in my genetic code, but I was like, we got to eat potatoes. <laughs> like I just was like, we got to eat loaded potatoes, uh, load those potatoes up, bacon bits, sour cream, butter, whatever you got to do. I'd sprinkle some oil on the outside so it would crisp the, oh yeah. I became, I became an aficionado in the, uh, in the, uh, potato chip world. That's right. I got a potato chip slicer on Amazon for like seven bucks. Did I lop off the tip of my finger? Absolutely. Uh, but I was making baked potatoes, potato chips, and I was cooking them in oil and I was sprinkling them uh, like old russet style with uh, with that um, uh, everything but the bagel seasoning. Oh, my gosh, that was good. Either way, oh, some say Saturday Night Live. Seinfeld would be a good one. Although I don't know if Seinfeld as a as a half hour sitcom, you know, the thing that you really want if you're in a bunker for a long time, the thing that you really want is longevity. You want shows that are really long. That's why I was like Law and Order could be good because you got all these different versions of it. It goes on forever. Every episode's got its own thing, you know, and you, you know, you could you got the music. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, coming live from the bunker it's uh, season seven episode 92 uh mariska hardigay never ages okay you know she wants to blow her brains out being on that show but boy they get paid their money you know i worked background on all those shows in new york law all the law and orders svu criminal intent whatever the different ones they've got um even the non-law and order shows we had them all uh, good wife all of the suits you know the pilot was shot there of course yeah, as you guys know i canoodled with princess markle uh not to brag I gave her to Harry. I said, no, it's not going to work for me. All right. Anyway, let's get off of this pandemic um, talk here and go to one of the funniest clips that I was sent. I was just sent this clip and it appears to be from 2023, but you know, things don't always make their way to me right away. Uh, But it is a clip from Chicks in the Office where I, I guess it's kind of the dumbest thing that has ever been said. I don't know if there's anything dumber than this, but it was the moment where Rhea and Fran, I mean, it might be the dumb, this is kind of like a Jessica Simpson level uh, moment here. Let's just have a listen. Question. Yeah. I saw this online today and I don't think it's true because I tried your birthday and and how old you are and maybe I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. I saw online today that everybody, if you add your year and how old you are, it comes out to 2023 today. So... Wait, what? Rhea, what? I saw this online today. That are would... you joking though? Like, are you being? Of course, of course, the year you were born and 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 the age that you are, you add those together, you get the current year that we're in. <laughs> it doesn't work for me because my month hasn't happened yet. Okay. Public education, folks. And then they just lose their shit laughing the it's whole time. how age works. <laughs> she goes, it's literally how age works. Okay, well, whoever put this on their story acted like it was like the craziest thing in the world. You guys remember this? Oh my gosh, I found out. If you type in the year you were born and your age, it equals 2023. She thought it was serious. Uh, you can't make it up. All right, we'll be back. Let's keep on smiling. We'll be back right after this. Uh, you probably, I already played a clip this morning about it, but you can check out my YouTube video today. I shared the eight minute clip from Clayton's court hearing. Uh, word on the street is that maybe by Monday, that full court hearing will be made available. 
absolutely wild stuff. I can't properly explain to you how crazy it is to see people. And again, the clip is in like 480p. It's like, it's really bad quality. If I could, if I could start a GoFundMe for Maricopa County to upgrade their, uh, their live stream cameras, I would, because you just, you just see these like furry, you know what I mean? It's just like these fuzzy people, uh, looking absurd when Jane Doe's side tries to argue her case. Well, the case is set to the evidence you're hearing is set to conclude on June 10th. I'm already hearing people are flying in for that date. Let me just say this. If, if you want to support me, the first and best way to do that is to come to my stand-up show in Scottsdale, March 28th. Clayton Eckerd will be there for a meet and greet. We're going to do a stand-up show for like 60 minutes. Then I'm going to bring Clayton on stage and we're going to do a Q&A with the audience. I'm going to bring a dozen roses. We're going to hand out some roses to some people, maybe ask some dirty questions. It's going to be, it's going to be raucous it's going to be fun. I got Courtney Robertson coming, hoping for a guest appearance from her. So you're going to want to be at the stand-up show in the post-show party that we're going to have. Very, very excited for that. But then again, June 10th, I'm already hearing there's going to be court reporters there. Uh, there's going to be people submitting to get uh, their video cameras in the courtroom. Again, not not in any way to you know, to like sort of, um, and again, it's, it's, it's what the judge decides she wants to do, but not to humiliate Jane Doe or anything, but just to go, okay, we've, we've got months of Jane Doe sharing her side behind the scenes and this and that. Now what we need is the exposure to overtake the initial story, which is very hard. I mean, look, as a big Tom Brady fan, all the Tom Brady haters are like, oh, deflate gate, which of course was the ideal gas law. There was no deflate gate. It was complete rubbish, man-made conspiracy theories. Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. But did anyone care that ESPN retracted the story? No, they only heard the first news. So for those that aren't in the know, they think Clayton's some giant creep or whatever. And the truth is, is that uh, he was just the victim of con artistry, which again, some people argue that, well, no, uh, the uh, Jane must have mental health issues, but either way, most con artists do. I mean, they either, they're either sociopaths or psychopaths that don't care if they're hurting others or they don't realize it. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. I can't tell you, but I will tell you this. I will be reporting on that story and it will break records for the amount of live stream content we're going to have. I mean, we might just roll all day long from Maricopa County. I'll be interviewing people, walking their dogs, moving by, judge it. People come, the mailman, the US, UPS delivery guy, an Amazon truck driver. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to get them all, baby. All right. We got some other good news for Lindsay Lohan. Good friend of the program here. We love Lindsay. Save Lindsay, right? She was, uh, she was really let down by the entertainment industry uh, as they kind of you know, sexualized, slut-shamed. They just, they did it all. They, they they were so aggressive to this young actress here, but she's made it out alive. Mean Girls now removes, here's another win for Lindsay, Mean Girls removes fire crotch joke that disappointed Lindsay Lohan from movie's digital release. You might remember we covered this. They made like a fire crotch joke, which was a clear dig at Lindsay Lohan dating back to her beef she had with Paris Hilton. How bizarre of a time it was back in those days. And she was very hurt by the by the uh, by the roast. I mean, it was just one of those things. It's like, yeah, she's got red hair, fire crotch. I understand the term's not meant to be taken too seriously, but it is kind of aggressive when you think about it. So good on her that the 2004 cult classic has axed the controversial joke. And you know me, I'm all about like, hey, leave jokes in. You know, we should all be able to joke around. But it's like, at what expense? She was the star of the movie. 
And like she was, I don't even think she's in the remake, uh, less maybe a small cameo. So like, why take a jab at her? She, she the, the movie doesn't go anywhere without her. In other film news, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed uh, has the involuntary manslaughter trial beginning with opening statements. She, of course, was the armorer in the uh, very tragic death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins, and she appeared in a New Mexico court. Opening statements took place not long ago. The prosecution started the whole trial by first saying they believe it was Gutierrez Reed's fault the live round that killed Hutchins ended up on set in the first place yeah it's wild stuff I've worked with guns in movies before I've worked with real guns and fake guns and I'm, I'm telling you this every single time I've had a gun placed in my hand as an actor there is an armorer who shows you the gun they open it up they show you that there's no bullets in the chamber and then they take it from you. And then when the when the take is over, when that when that scene is done shooting, they then take the gun and they put it in a locked area. That's just how it's supposed to work. There is no reason why there should have been a live bullet in any gun on any set. Not in today's world. Okay, because tragedies have happened in the past, and they've 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 taken every measure to prevent this from happening. Uh, so very interesting. Again, we'll have to see how it all plays out. They say Hannah not following protocols was common on set, according to the prosecution. They say they she regularly left guns and ammo just lying around the set and even allowed live ammo to make its way on set. They even claim Hannah couldn't recognize a live round when it was sitting on her lap. I mean, look, that's dangerous. I mean, obviously, someone died over this. So that will be interesting to see how that all plays out. All right, we have Kelly Rowland back in the news, dodges questions about the Today Show controversy. Now, of course, she stiffed Hoda Kotb because she didn't have an adequate dressing room uh, when she was supposed to host the 99th hour of the Today Show. No, the fourth hour of the Today Show. Um, anyway, I should I should call my podcast the fifth hour. This is like, hey, done with four hours of that bullshit? Come listen to me for 22 minutes. Anyway, here's Kelly dodging the question. Uh... 10 million stories about mm -hmm. you and the Today Show mm. of w what happened. And almost every story is different. Are, are you able to tell us what happened with no. that and just get it no. just get it out there? No, no, because I, I'm so excited and delighted to be here to talk about the movie and nothing else. I love the Today Show, love Hoda. And that is it. But okay. I'm so excited about Friday the 23rd. That is when Mia Culpa is out. And we want people to be excited about this film. Just Okay, so she you know. dodges the question. Look, has anyone not gone over what the obvious answer was? So Kelly uh, was supposed to be on the Today Show. She bailed two minutes before her appearance. And they said, oh, the, the dressing rooms weren't up to code. I think we can all agree it's as simple as this. Kelly had the shits. She had the shits. We've all been there. Uh, but in most cases, when you have the shits, you got, you know, you can run your way to an appropriate place for them, you know, which, by the way, wouldn't be live on TV. I wish, I wish Kelly was. I mean, because listen, saying you have the shits kind of gets you out of just about any scenario. Sir, we pulled you over. Did you know you were going 35 and a 25? Yes, uh, yes, uh, sir, officer. I, um, it turns out I've got the shits and I'm about to blow ass and I was just trying to get home. And then the officer's going to go, well, here's your license back. Please do 60 miles an hour. You know what I mean? All right, look, I got a couple more fun stories we'll get to right after the break. Well, maybe fun was the wrong word because this is actually kind of heavy or strange. Andy Cohen apologizes for inappropriate joke after Brandy Glanville accuses him 
of sexual harassment. It was meant in jest. He's apologizing to Brandy for making an inappropriate joke after she accused him of sexual harassment. The video shows Kate Chastain and I very clearly joking to Brandy, he wrote via X, seemingly confirming that the other reality star in question is Glanville's good pal Below Deck alum Kate Chastain. It was absolutely meant in jest, and Brandy's response clearly communicated she was in on the joke. Um, the Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen host further claimed. I mean, uh, so, so I guess the sexual harassment was that he said, do you want to watch us have sex? Now, I believe that Andy Cohen is openly gay, right? So maybe it was obvious to him that the joke of want to watch us having sex was not hostile because that wasn't going to happen. Either way, I don't know. We'll have to see if anything further comes from this story. Very strange. Uh, but in more positive news, Travis Kelsey hits up Taylor's Sydney concert and they smooch after the show. Travis was front and center for his girlfriend Taylor as she took the stage down under anew and she showed her appreciation for him afterward with a little sugar. The Kansas City Chiefs tight end was among thousands of people in attendance Friday in the stadium in Sydney where T Swift kicked off a fresh round of performances. I mean, how badass, right? It's like, oh, Travis Kelsey, you're the star. You're the star tight end on a on a team in Kansas City, Missouri. How about this? Taylor Swift is the star pop star in a whole country. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, I think uh, I think uh, Travis Kelsey met his match here with the pop queen. He soaked up all the attention, clapping and waving at all the youngins as he passed them. So how fun is that? He gets to enjoy his off season by traveling to Australia, hanging out with celebrities and partying. All right, let's end it on a clip from Joey. This is Joey the Bachelor describing the final six women in one word. Have a listen. Women that are left. You give us one word to describe each woman who is left Ooh. on the show after six episodes. Careful. You ready for this? Let's Careful. do it. Daisy. Kind. I think we can all agree with that. Jen. Spunky. Whoa. Kelsey A. Beautiful. Whoa. Kelsey T. Strong. Maria. I'll give three words. One of a kind. Four words. <laughs> one of a kind. One of a kind. Yeah, four words. Uh, and Rachel. Fun. There it is. Really? Of the six women All right, that are so what, did, did he give anything away there? If you know the spoilers, maybe. Maybe he didn't. He gave great superlatives to all of them. One of a kind, beautiful, strong, kind, spunky. Uh, did I get them all? All right, folks. Well, maybe maybe Joey was just describing me. Who knows? One of a kind, spunky, fun, kind, power recapper. You know, <laughs> maybe not. All right. We'll get Joey on the podcast. He did say he would do Driving with Dave next time he's in Nashville. Now that we're getting the approval. And don't forget, if there's any contestants or any alumni or notable people at all that are in my area, reach out to them and say, hey, we'd love to have you as a guest on Driving with Dave. It's a much about it's as much about what you guys want as it is about what I want. And I can't wait to share with you tomorrow's episode. I'm going to be having a very fun conversation with a good pal of mine. You're going to want to stick around for that. That'll be first thing tomorrow morning. But everyone, enjoy your Friday nights. Get out your DiGiorno pizza. Crack a nice cold Coke Zero for me. And have a good evening. As always, I'm Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.